Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Hey, welcome into the Bulldogs Extra Podcast. We are going old school today with both myself and Orion uh, doing this remotely due to scheduling and some technical upgrades we are uh, anticipating coming to our podcast studio. Ryan, you're the technical guy, so uh, will you be uh, doing the magic to smooth the, the sound over uh, when the next time we hit the studio? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I, you know, I have to get uh, some, uh, some people higher up than I am to you know, take care of certain switches and buttons and cords and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, right now we're going through my MacBook Pro here that is on its last leg. So hopefully everything sounds all right and you sound good coming through. So, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully next time we can uh, do this more official in a studio. All right, we will talk about Georgia football as it is now past the halfway part of spring practice with eight practices down and the first scrimmage coming Saturday Georgia has a new women's basketball coach, and the Masters are next week. Georgia basketball got a transfer and has two-thirds of its assistant coaches already. Ryan, more importantly, or least importantly, I guess, yeah. what is the best, What is the best worst April Fool's joke you heard today? I mean, there's been a lot of bad ones. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, Georgia with the shattered trophy, uh, did, did anybody really believe that? I mean, you know. I have not acknowledged that. Um, I, I think people can just, you know, see it themselves. It's, uh, you know. Yeah, I think I saw uh, that there was a uh, there was a, a fake uh, trade in the, in the major leagues uh, somewhere, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was clearly unbelievable, like for real. So, you know, I think I think. I was gonna say, weren't there some real trades in, in MLB today? Well, and I think Kimbrel uh, was traded uh, from the White Sox to the to the. Right. To the Dodgers in, a, in an actual trade, but you know, I think uh, I think April Fools is coming gone as far as uh, really getting anybody these days. I mean, I think it needs to uh, go the way of the dodo. To be honest with you, Ryan, I think eleven and twelve year old Ryan Dennis would appreciate some good April Fools uh, hijinks. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe that's where it should stay in elementary school. You know, get the kids that don't know what day it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk spring football. I had a chance to see about 20 minutes of practice on Thursday. Ryan, I don't know how often you've been out there. You haven't been out there, I know, this spring yet. No, not yet. You're, you do, you're doing your own thing. But you know what? Kirby Smart is uh, – he's quite the dude on the uh, microphone. It's his its his deal. That's how he, everybody hears him. He walks around with, uh, I guess – I don't know the technology on this, but he, I guess he's got like a uh, cordless mic. and. Yep. 
you can hear him. Um, I will say this, winning a national championship, and I'm not just referring to Kirby, I'm talking about the entire coaching staff, has not lessened the amount of um, uh, curse words that are going on in there, which is, you know, it's probably what, what got you that national championship trophy to begin with, besides talent uh, and drive, you know, probably laying a, a fire under someone's uh, backside, uh, you know, with some choice words. I'm not seeing anyone get necessarily, like, denigrated or, or uh, being, you know, put in their place like just just kind of coaching up type thing and you know it doesn't matter if there's like a bunch of people recruits and parents and uh, you know visitors at practice i mean they're gonna do what they do with it i don't think they necessarily clean it up for for our sake you know what's funny about that is that uh you know i guess the the speakers or whatever right in the middle of the field i do believe you know and uh that thing i think hits stegman coliseum and just bounces through through campus and you can hear him i think i've been at sanford stadium before like standing at the you know the bridge area and you can hear kirby over, over the loudspeakers from practice i mean that thing it pretty much goes the entirety of campus Ryan, can you go out there um pretty much every tuesday thursday and just kind of take notes exactly what you hear over the fence you know i could probably yeah, pull into the parking deck there you know behind uh stegman coliseum yeah just sit yeah. there but you know Kirby's got people everywhere, so they'll probably find you. You know, it's like uh, they'll send somebody to uh, to to take your uh, credentials and, and send you off campus. So uh, I'd be very careful about doing something like that, to be honest. All right, a guy named Stetson Bennett was uh, taking the first quarterback uh, snaps uh, in the drills that we saw. Shocker! You know, well, I mean, they're actually rolling. Oh, I heard. Back and Brock- yeah. Brock Vandegrift in there giving him some quality reps uh, this spring. But, I mean, when push comes to shove, um, you know, when there's a game against Oregon on that Saturday to start the season in September, I mean, are you going to throw out one of those other guys out there? Uh, you wouldn't think so. Uh, obviously, we don't get to see uh, more than a little bit of practice you get to see. But, I mean, uh, a guy that won you a national championship last year, I, I think would be your guy. Now, you do have a couple five-stars there behind him, and then, uh, you know, Carson Beck out there, who people have been praising a lot uh, this spring. So, uh, But, but I, I mean, I don't see how Stetson Bennett the fourth is not your guy come opening day, no. You said a couple five-stars. Now, Vandegrift's a five-star. You're talking about yeah, the, the, uh, uh, the... Raven County. Um, it depends what... what uh, yeah, what service what you use, but... But, I mean, you know, he had a well of a year his senior year, which I think gave him, uh, you know, Gunnar Stockton's who we're speaking of, uh, gave him maybe a maybe an extra percentage point or two that might have rounded him up to a five-star. Of course, all that is neither here nor there, really. Uh, you know, uh, borderline four- and five-stars will be a heck of a player. So. Well, one guy who is a five-star, I think unquestionably, is uh, Arik Gilbert. Damn it, I need to look up it. Is it? I think we had this conversation in the um, press room yesterday, which uh, no, it wasn't it wasn't the press room. But we, we were waiting on Kirby, uh, the pronunciation of Gilbert, which no. I think Scott. I'm talking about first name Scott Howard. I believe has a pronunciation on the website. You can just click on it. You can hear the way he pronounces it. So. We looked this up last year because uh, I always thought it was Eric. You called him Arik or whatever, and we looked it up, and it was like they had an A Y dash. Uh, R-I-K, I think, or something like that. So it looked like A-Reek. So I, I think you were actually saying it right, unlike Louis Cine for all those years. 
right, let me pull up his bio and see. Uh, is there a way you can? Uh, I don't see it on there. Hold on one second. Let's see. Got a little inter- interruption there to the, uh, the the podcast. A little phoning. Um, we're gonna we're gonna skip bypass that. We're just gonna call him Gilbert for now. But the important thing is, um, I was making the point that whether Stetson Bennett is the dude, and you expect he will be. Uh, um, er- Gilbert's gonna be. He's gonna be an important cog on the. Presume that the Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington are going to be good to go you know, when the season comes along. But getting Gilbert back after him missing all of last season for personal reasons. I mean, you lose John Fitzpatrick to the NFL, kind of an underrated uh, glue guy, you know, especially as a blocker. Yeah. Uh, Gilbert, is, Gilbert is not a wide receiver. Forget that talk from last year. 265, 270 pounds, you know, looks the part, big mammoth target um who is losing weight kirby says and um working on his conditioning uh, you know just an intriguing piece to, to throw in there with uh, todd munkin in this offense well obviously he was uh, you know big time recruit coming out of marietta if i'm not mistaken and then of course he goes down to lsu has a you know pretty solid rookie campaign down there so yeah i mean that's a huge piece to get back and i mean i think you can mention he might not be a receiver, but, you know, he could have an important role in the passing game, which is, uh, you know, of course, something big they would need. So I think it's it's going to be big to have him back on the field. Speaking of big, we uh, we got to speak with Broderick Jones. The uh, Let's just go ahead and call him Georgia's starting left tackle. I mean, he, he did the job, uh, you know, when called upon last year when Jamari Sawyer, uh, you know, was out or, or moved around in the offensive line during the national championship game. You know, it's going to be intriguing to me to see kind of how, how the wet the rest of the way, the offensive line, you know, you can presume Cedric Van Pran and the Granger is going to be your center and that Warren McClendon is going to be your right tackle. Um, but the guard spots, I mean, does Warren Erickson hold on to a job at, at right guard? Um, you know, Xavier Truss is working at, at left guard. You have Devin Willick. Um, among others that that are battling in their guard, and then you bring Tate Rattledge back. Uh, you know, hopefully they they expect him back in in the preseason. Your starter last year against Clemson at right guard. How do you think um, all that's going to shake out? Oh, you know, I mean, I, that's what spring and, and early fall camp is for. I have no clue. I mean, I I don't necessarily knew that Tate Rattledge was going to be you know your right guard starter last year when fall camp even started. So. A lot to, to work out through that. And, you know, I saw a picture of him the other day. It still looked like he had the boot on. Uh, so I know he's still kind of coming back from that, that foot injury. But, uh, hey, that's what did, we're did he have, Wait, did, did he have the mullet? Oh, he had the mullet. And it, I think it was a picture of a former teacher of his or he had gone to an elementary school or something to read. I don't remember what it was. But whatever, he made the teacher look like she was, uh, you know, one of the munchkins in, uh, in The Wizard of Oz or something because he was that much bigger than her. But, um yeah, I mean, this is obviously the good side of bringing in, you know, stacking offensive line recruits because you do have this competition for starting jobs. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tate, I mean, if he's healthy, you think he'd have, a, you know, a, a great shot. And then uh, Warren Erickson, you know, was your right guard uh, last year uh, for a good bit of it. So, I mean, you know, it's like uh, – that's 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 ideally what Kirby Smart came in five six years ago wanting to do is to have this type of line with this type of competition so that uh, you know when when somebody like Tate does go down I mean you just have somebody else step right in there and hardly miss a beat. I mean we don't really know 
all those names I mentioned, a lot of them, I mean, how good they are. I mean, you could have competition, but, you know, uh, Jamari Sawyer is kind of a special guy. And, and you know, um, also you had Justin Schaefer, kind of an underrated guy that had been around as an experienced guy. And both those guys are going to be drafted, you know, presumably will be gone by, you know, the middle of the the NFL draft, maybe. Uh, not exactly sure where Schaefer will go, but I expect, you know, to see Sawyer go probably day two. Um, so we'll see. And, uh, you know, they brought in that green from, uh, Ernest green from California. Yeah. Um, another guy that, you know, highly recruited. We'll see how, how he plays out. Um, Would you say that having your center back and a young guy in Cedric Von Prahn is, is one of your most important pieces? I mean, that's, that's somebody that, uh, you know, it feels like that's really an anchor for, for everything along the line there, you know, kind of the quarterback of the line. Yeah, he's still kind of young, right? So I'm looking. To, I guess he's a redshirt sophomore still. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he's been. Kind That's of a name that we, you know, we go back to when he was being recruited here. You know, we'd try to get in touch with down in New Orleans and stuff. That does feel like an eternity ago. But yeah, he's still a young guy. Well, he played four t- four games as a as a freshman in 2020. But you know, obviously, you can still take a redshirt. Right. And that, and that happens. But all right, elsewhere, uh, uh, Kamari Lassiter. Seems to be the guy that's kind of rolling opposite of Keely Ringo um, these days. Uh, we're talking before Georgia holds its first scrimmage, so a lot can happen in the next two weeks because G Day will be in two weeks. But you have that'll be the third scrimmage in that two week span on three straight Saturdays. So something else to watch um, on the injury front. Um, kind of a scary situation for freshman linebacker C.J. Washington had a uh, neck injury in practice last week, uh, got concussed as well. Um, Kirby said he didn't know how long he's going to be out, but he's going to be in a neck brace for a while. So, um, you know, Schaefer, you remember him? He was yeah. in that neck brace for a long time, right? I mean, he missed the last, like, half of the season when he had that, that injury. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, things uh, work out well for uh, Mr. Washington. Ryan, uh, Luke Henry Bennett is now a uh, Georgia preferred walk-on commitment. That he is? Brother, brother of Stetson Bennett. Will we see Stetson Bennett complete a pass to Luke Bennett in a Georgia game? Uh, G-Day, maybe? What do you think? Uh, wait, he, he's not... <laughs> I guess I guess uh, they, they would Luke be Bennett too far apart. Yeah. Luke Bennett is not running uh, out of the stands to catch a pass to G-Day. <laughs> Although, you know what? It's not a real game. Go hey, ahead and do it. It's fine by me. It's made up, man. They can do what they want to. No, I don't. I mean, I, he's going to me. He's going to come in and do what other uh, walk-ons have done, and maybe be a part of scout team and stuff like that. I mean, I, I don't see that ever being a, a chance of that happen, especially with as far off as they are in age. You know, if they were two years apart, you might see uh, his younger brother there come in and maybe get a chance against uh, Northwestern State or something like that. But no, uh, no, nah, nah, we won't ever see that. But you know. Uh, I, I just Northwestern State. Are they playing Northwestern State? This yeah, year? yeah. I've made up a made up a one double A program or something. You know, I don't right. know. Maybe a <clears throat> North Northwest Florida or something like that. You know. So, no, nah, no. Nah, I don't think I'll ever uh, ever see that happen. But uh, I did see that Stetson uh, congratulated his little buddy or whatever for getting that opportunity as a preferred walk on. I guess he had what uh, he had chances at other smaller schools, but chose to come to Georgia as a preferred walk on and. I guess continue that Bennett legacy. 
Another wide receiver that I wrote about this week uh, came from the baseball team. Randon Jernigan, the outfielder you might remember, oh, yeah. made uh, one of those leaping catches against LSU a few years ago uh, in the outfield and has a really good stolen base percentage. And, and I talked to Scott Strickland, the baseball coach. Uh, they time baseball players in the 60-yard dash, and Strickland wasn't sure exactly why that is. It's just always the way it has been. <laughs> but, but he's one of the fastest guys out there, and now he's practicing with the football team. Um, Georgia was, you know, lost some guys depth-wise with transfers and, um, you know, other, other situations. So, um, Jernigan's out there and sounds like he's going to give this a go and hopefully uh, be able to contribute to the program. So, um, you know, we'll see if, uh, I mean, is he the next lad of a conky? Uh, no. You know, I, I don't. I wondered how difficult. I mean, that's got to be such a challenge. And I'm not. Did when you talked to Scott Strickland, did he sound thrilled about this whole uh, situation? Well, I mean, Jernigan hadn't played in an SEC game this season, so it's not like he's you know, necessarily the top guy off the bench yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's a pinch runner, maybe he's a defensive replacement. Um, you know, maybe he plays like on a Tuesday game. Although you don't really have those games against teams that are not that you know good anymore I, mean, I think they got Clemson next week as, a, as your Tuesday game so right. but I mean he's, he's an experienced player and, and spring practice you know is over like I said in two weeks so it's not too long a stretch he didn't make the trip to Kentucky with them they have a limited travel roster I think it's like 27 players so I don't think he'll probably go to South Carolina the week after this one uh, either you know we'll see how all that plays out but interesting anytime you have that and uh, um Ryland Goatee was did the same deal, but went from football to uh, baseball, but never played because uh, he was dealing with a shoulder injury. So, um, you know, these things happen. I, I think it was uh, who was the DB from Augusta, cornerback. It was Sanders Cummings. I think was always like being talked about as a guy. I know, I know he was drafted. And he played minor league ball, yeah. I believe. Um, but he was always talked about as he's going to play join the baseball team, and it never really happened. Kerry Godwin, when he drafted like thirty fifth round yeah, or something yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Jake, Jake Fromm won a state championship in baseball, didn't he? Yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, an unknown fact about him: he also played in the Little League World Series. I did not know that. Yep, yep. Breaking news here on the to... Bulldogs Extra Podcast. I wish I knew that when he played quarterback <laughs> at Georgia, because I, I, you know, so it's. I'm going, to, I'm going to call Jake and see if he can kind of maybe reminisce about his Little League hey, World Series. Hey, you do know that Georgia... And after that, I'm going to call... After that, I'm going to... After that, I was going to say after that, I'm going to call David Pollock and David Green. <laughs> and ask them... Were they friends? Were you guys really friends? I didn't know about that. You know, Georgia does have a, uh, a kid. I saw it on Twitter the other day. Yesterday, maybe. Who hit a, you know, like a 460-foot, uh, you know, uh, foot home run the other night. Hit the greenhouse up there that he was... A pretty big stud a few years back on the Little League World Series. I don't remember all that. Georgia baseball gets a walk-off win over Florida Thursday night. Yeah, that was exciting. I had gone to bed. I didn't stay up to see the end of it. But uh, Ryan, you are ridiculous. You're getting really old. I was also asleep at that time. I think yeah. the game ended like 11. Yeah, yeah, uh, too, late, Jonathan, too late. Jonathan Cannon, the, the ace of the staff, is on the mound in a couple of – less than a couple of hours now. But, you know, by the time you listen to this, that game might be over. I don't know what time it's going to be published. Uh but they kept Cannon on the Friday uh, mm-hmm. start, which I think is smart. He's pitching very well. Which that that made last night's win even bigger, you know, because they did right. struggled yeah, yeah. with the bullpen and and pitchers not named Cannon, you know. So that was a big pickup, assuming that he keeps doing what he's been doing tonight. 
All right, Ryan, G-Day spring football, as we mentioned, two weeks uh, and a day away, April 16th. Tickets are $5. The days of free G-Day apparently, I guess, are over. Um, Man, it used to be bring a, bring a can of corn, green beans, and you can get in for free, but no longer. I, mean, I think you can bring those things, and if you just bring one of those, like, uh, you know, hand-operated can openers, just go ahead and do that. Open that up in your seat and then just <laughs> yeah, you, have a can of It's like the bottled Coke, you know. You, you, they must open it for you before you go in. <laughs> um, anyway, what's your prediction for G-Day? Uh, will they sell that thing out? And I mean literally sell out if it's $5 a shot. Ooh, I mean, I, yeah, I would think so. I mean, you know, $5 ticket is still pretty cool to go see the – reigning national champions uh practice football in a in a in a spring game i mean you know seemed like 55 60 000 when it was free was always a pretty good crowd and of course when kirby asked for 92k day uh, everybody showed up of course i guess that was free but yeah i think a lot of people will flock to athens especially um you know to experience that spring football vibe you know to tailgate on campus and all i think they'll sell it out what's your opinion sellouts is like 80 really about eighty-eight thousand or something because they have like another four thousand that goes to like players and recruits and whatever else um a lot you know letterman and that kind of thing i i don't know i think the last time they had full attendance allowed was it like was it i wrote about this so you can check out the story i wrote earlier this week i think it may have been like Fifty-eight thousand or seventy thousand uh, last couple times. I don't know. I, I do think the national championship thing. Although people did already go to the stadium to celebrate that, right? So that's true. But they probably will. They probably will. There won't be a Masters conflict, which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah. Um, hey, let's let's um, transition to basketball. Uh, earlier today, Georgia got the first new player for Mike White uh, transfer out of Longwood University. Justin Hill. Before we talk about Justin Hill, he's a, he's a uh, six foot guard out of Houston. I think it wasn't until this year that I really knew exactly where Longwood was. Like I don't even remember that name showing up much, but like somehow I, I've known about that. See, maybe there were SEC teams playing Longwood, or I don't know why. But well, Longwood did play Tennessee in the NCAA. <clears throat> I would say they were a tournament team. You know where Longwood is? Uh, no, I mean, great name. Great name, Longwood. Um, but I do not know. I have pondered that myself. Do uh, do tell us the info. Farmville, Virginia. Okay. According to Wikipedia, it was founded in 1839. Third oldest public university in Virginia. Behind uh, Virginia right. and uh, Washington Lee. No, no. Don't know, don't know. All right, Justin Hill, 14.2 points a game, 4.2 assists a game, about 80% free throw shooter. Um, I guess it's a pretty good get. I mean, I, I think uh, I saw the the beat out Cal, right? Mark Fox was trying to get yep. him. Yeah. Yep. So, um, look, this is going to be the deal. <laughs> LSU, his entire roster apparently is uh, gone. I now. saw it's that. Kind of, it's, it's worse than Georgia was last year. Um, Jeff Rosello of ESPN said the Tigers lost 11 players to the transfer portal, two to the NBA draft, and all four players uh, that had committed. Um, in 2022 and 2023, they had zero scholarship players from this past season still on the roster. Um, so, uh, hey. Is that when you just hold open tryouts to all the campus and hope you find a nugget or two? I mean, Matt McMahon was hired from Murray State. I'm sure he'll fill the roster with uh, maybe he'll pick up Dalen Ridge, you Ooh. know, who uh, has uh, transferred from Georgia. 
we'll see we'll see what that looks like. Um, hey, you know, as we record this, and I haven't checked Twitter in the last half hour or twenty minutes, so maybe there's been an announcement of some sort. I, I don't know, but um, Corey Aquino not in the transfer portal yet. I know there's been a kind of a Twitter report about that. Um, I checked with a couple of uh, people that would know um, surrounding Aquino. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Um, you know, he also has designs on playing in the NBA. He, he did, you know, he didn't hide that fact when. We were talking to him about all the, you know, high-flying dunks he has and his athleticism. And so, you know, you remember last year, Severe Wheeler, uh, not only did he say he was going to the portal, he also declared for the NBA draft at the same time. So, um, you know, that's someone to watch. I mean, but who knows? I mean, maybe Mike White can keep him. I, I don't know. So, but not not done yet. That would be a big keep for, for Mike White because he – as bad a year as Georgia had, I think Cario Quindo was the highlight and the star of it and uh, had some outstanding games, you know. And if, if Mike White could keep him in Athens, that would be a good uh, player to build around as he tries to get this thing rolling. Hey, let's pronounce it correctly. I believe it's Cario Quindo. Um, I need Scott Howard to tell way, me. By the way, congratulations to Jonas Hayes and the NIT champion Xavier Musketeers. Jonas Hayes. You might have heard who interviewed for the Georgia head coaching job, former Bulldog assistant and player. And uh, for now, as interim head coach of Xavier, um, Ryan, uh, go ahead and, and give me your commentary on this. Oh, boy. I mean, good for Jonas. I mean, gosh, that was kind of the, uh, you know, if he was indeed interviewed a couple times and, and passed over for the job, that was the ultimate kind of shot at Josh Brooks and, and Georgia folks for, for not hiring him. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think everybody loves Jonas uh, Hayes here at the University of Georgia for, you know, what he did as a player and as an assistant coach under Mark Fox. And I'm still kind of personally wishing they would have hired him. You know, why not? You got to – you're starting over basically as a program, so why not bring in somebody like that? But I hope, I hope you know, he'll get a shot somewhere at a at – a, maybe it's a mid-major that comes calling and he can – you know, build uh, build up his resume that way, and and get a big time gig here in the next few years. But uh, yeah, I was happy to see that last night. I was pulling for Xavier to win. I mean, I, I, Georgia does still have an opening on the uh, Mike White coaching staff, and you know, I wouldn't close the door entirely on on Jonas Hayes. Uh, you know, getting an opportunity to to take that job if he wanted it. But, I, you know, I know that Sean Miller has said he wants to keep um, Jonas at Xavier. And there's also, you know, the Georgia State head coaching job is available. Right. Now, I, don't know what the, which, I don't know what direction they're going, but, you know, he would be a natural for that. Um, you know, now he has a, a pretty good resume of being uh, 4-0 in NIT champs and beat three SEC teams, albeit not, you know, Auburn and Kentucky and you know Tennessee and that kind of team. Well, but, wasn't it cool to see Jarvis uh, in, the, in the stands too last night? You know, celebrating and then they embraced after the game. And of course, their mom up there—that was that was really cool. Now, when you say Jarvis, you're talking about Jarvis Hayes, Washington Wizard legend. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah, it was. number ten overall pick, uh, Jarvis Hayes. Ryan, the Georgia Gym Dogs. Uh, their their season's done. They uh, finished fourth at the Auburn Regional um, with a one ninety five point seven two five score. Yeah. Uh, you know, Courtney Kupetz, uh, I guess she has a good recruiting class coming in, Car- Courtney Kupetz-Carter. So um, that would be worth watching. You know, there's been a lot of um, coaching changes at Georgia. Um, have we mentioned the name of the new women's basketball coach? Nope. Do you want to 
do you want to, do you want to uh, you know, try to um, pronounce her name? Yeah. Do you want to just call her Coach Abe? Let's call her Coach Abe. That sounds good. What is it? Katie Abramson. Uh, Abramson. Henderson. Uh, Henderson. Yes. And she was Abramson at Georgia. So that is her maiden name, so to speak. Hey, Kirby Smart gave her a shout out. You know, Kirby and Mary yeah. Beth and the right. kids. Big women's basketball fans. They go to the game. She's obviously a former lady Bulldog player. Uh, Kirby said he hadn't had a chance to meet her yet, but he's hoping to. And um, UCF had a program record number of wins. They beat Florida in the first round of the NIT, I mean, NCAAs, and then um, lost to UConn. Um, you know, Jonathan left, and uh, they went and got a former Georgia player for two years at least. She transferred to Iowa, but why not? You're high on this high. Is that correct? Say that again. I said I know you were high on this hire. Yeah, I, I think it was a good hire. I mean, <clears throat> again, and I'll reiterate that you know everybody loves Joni Taylor. Uh, she's a great ambassador for the university for the women's basketball team. Um, but they just were not getting over that hump. And I mean, obviously, who says that couldn't have happened next year? But I mean, we're six years running now, and they hadn't made it past the second round of the NCAA tournament. Given Coach Abe's track record. At you know, obviously it hadn't been at the uh, the type of place of a University of Georgia or something, you know, with its tradition dating back to the eighties and nineties and two thousands. But what she did with Albany, what she did at UCF to turn those programs around, and then taking UCF nearly knocking off UConn in that second round. I mean, I think uh, she can bring a lot of good to this program, and you know. Maybe maybe she can get them over that over that hump they haven't been able to get over in a few years. Mike White Mike White hired uh, Eric Pastrana and Akeem Nixdean since we last did our podcast. Uh, two guys that, that were on his Florida staff. Um, Pastrana's got Florida ties. Nixdean uh, also coached in Florida, Florida Atlantic uh, before he coached in Florida. Um, so Georgia still needs a Georgia guy right on the staff to recruit the state and um, you know try to make inroads in some of these AAU programs uh, so I would expect I'd be surprised if they don't have anybody from from uh, you know Georgia with the Georgia ties uh, on their staff well I mean I, I don't know they just need somebody that can get into that market and, and bring in a few guys that aren't going to Auburn or Kentucky or Tennessee or you name it they uh, UNC they need uh they need they need somebody that can can wedge their way in there and make a presence, whether that's uh, somebody from Georgia or not. I you know I don't know. And you did mention that opening to bring Jonas back. Jonas was good at finding uh, you know maybe a diamond in the rough, uh, Yante Maiden, so to speak, you know that type. So, um, but obviously with ties around Atlanta, he brought in a lot of a lot of Atlanta Atlanta guys. So, um, not saying it'll be Jonas, but uh, you know whoever fills that you know position needs. Uh, they all need to crack that market. All right, last thing before we go, uh, Ryan next week will be in Augusta National, or at least that's the plan. It's the Masters, and, um, you know, a little butler cabin, a little green jacket, maybe some uh, grilled, uh, not grilled cheese, pimento cheese sandwiches. Um, oh, Ryan, man. how many Georgia golfers are in the Masters field? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, Harris English uh, backed out yesterday. Uh because of uh, he had a hip replacement surgery, I think, and uh, or not hip replacement, but had it surgery on his hip, 
uh, I want to say in, in January, and he's not fully healed yet, so he's out. Uh, but we have Brian Harmon, Hudson Swafford, Kisner, uh, I think Keith Mitchell. I had to go back and look, but I, I want to say there's five that have qualified. Sepp Straka, Bubba. Uh, Bubba, of course. Uh, Sepp Straka with his big win a couple weeks ago at the Honda. Uh, so, yeah, there's, uh, there's a, a, a strong Georgia presence. I think Russell Henley has qualified for it, uh, being in the top whatever uh, rankings. So there'll be a, there'll be a lot of uh, Georgia uh, golfers to pull for there. Two of those, and I, it's not a coincidence, I'm sure, but two of the golfers that you mentioned from Georgia, Kevin Kisner, Brian Harmon, former guest of this podcast, and I'm not saying we had something to do with them qualifying for the Masters, but look, we did not have something to do with them. I mean, they did talk to us and they made the Masters feel. Uh, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely say it's us. Can you get, like, uh, you know, a Bulldogs Extra logo, you know, <laughs> on the yeah. bag that one of them carries? Yeah, let's do it. You know, Kevin, I, I was noticing last week as he finished runner-up at the match play tournament that he seems to uh, love so much, but... I mean, he's still got that red Georgia G plastered on his bag, man. He uh, He's all about that. All right, we'll, we'll get the uh, lowdown on the, the week at the Masters, hopefully, um, from Ryan uh, after next week, because we're going to skip the podcast next week because it's going to be too difficult to do it while Ryan's in Augusta. But uh, hopefully Monday, uh, late afternoon that day, we'll have a special guest that will join us uh, for a podcast uh, now, I'm going to say that with a caveat. If if uh, Ryan wins like the Masters Media Lottery and gets a chance to play Augusta National, yep. I think won't be back for a while. T- take that. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see uh, what time all that goes down. But uh, and of course, I think you they select 30 out of the like 400 media members there to play in it. So, uh, but but yeah, if I uh, am selected, I will spend Monday in Augusta. Well, you can just get an early tea time. I'd say like it's seven thirty, right when the sun's rising. Yeah. Uh, play your eighteen. Have a nice um, lunch at the clubhouse, and then book on home to Athens to uh, get that podcast done. All right. Yeah, I mean that, that'd ideally be the plan. I tell you, whenever they tell me to be on the course, I'll be there. I don't care if it's uh, if I play a, a couple holes in the dark or something. I mean, uh, just uh, let me uh, between the ropes here. That'd be pretty nice. All right, everyone, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone, uh, have a great weekend, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Uh, thanks for joining us. Check out the podcast uh, at uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, give Ryan a five-star review. Just say how much you enjoy uh, you know, his commentary and what he has to say about the Bulldogs, and uh, we'll talk to you all uh, next time. Have a great weekend. See you all.